Joe Tangula not only has a good business story, but he is my good buddy. He is here to talk about Tip, his company Synex's new market research as a product. It's going to change the game for entrepreneurs and startups, give them a lot more go-to-market strategy for a lot less, and he has a deal for all the listeners. You won't want to miss it. Let's go. Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. Nate Antetomaso here in downtown Chicago, Illinois, and I'm super excited today to be joined by my friend, if we're talking fraternity terms, my brother. I'll take it. Joe Tankula. <laughs> Joe, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you having me on. Looking yeah. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this too, man. You, the least. you let me know that, that you were up here in Chicago. Um, and we'll get into why you're here in a second, but, uh, I'm super excited to talk to you. We've, we've hung out a couple times up here. Obviously we hung out a lot back in the yeah. frat days, mm-hmm. but, uh, you were in Theta Chi with me, went to UK. Now you're living in Louisville. You're a listener to the podcast, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a few, <laughs> we've had a few guests on that are listeners. Um, and it's Good. always cool when they understand what they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's just jump right in. So Joe is the director of business development at Cinex, and we're going to talk about that company. We're going to talk about their new product tip, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's next after tip, um, in a minute. But first, what we'd like to do is talk about people's backgrounds before we jump in, um, as I'm sure you know, where they're from, how they got to where they are. So, Start with that, and I'm sure I'll jump in with a few stories. Oh, yeah, from yeah. There. <laughs> um, okay. Um, it's pretty complex and kind of jumps around a lot, so yeah. Um, I'll just keep it simple. Went to UK is with you, yeah. Um, and then managed a golf cart rental mm-hmm. operation for a year and a half. Yeah. And while I was building that, I had a startup that was developing a scooter platform for universities. Yeah. Um, I think we had talked about that quite sure. a bit, and. We were looking for some backers, looking to try and figure it out. And I went to my parents um, for some seed money to help out. Mm-hmm. And I was partnering with a couple of friends. And it ended up falling through. Didn't happen. Didn't go where we wanted to go. Yeah. Bird took off. And, like, everybody got super nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, like, it was such a weird time for scooters. Like, this is, like, yeah. last December. That was when, like, San Francisco was banning them. It was, like, and they got to a billion dollars in yeah. four months. Or yeah. Six months. I don't even know what it was, but. Um, it was such a crazy time that it was like, could this be like, you know, transformative? And we really thought it could kind of pitch some invent- investors, some venture capitalists. And they said, give me a, you know, give me a contract with UK yeah, and then we'll, and then we'll get started. So we kind of just dragged down UK. Then we got and the diverted bikes to, came along, yeah. yeah. And then we got diverted to the city of Lexington and that's where things got bogged down. Lexington is actually great. From a capitalist standpoint, because they said multiple times they were like, "We're just gonna, bid, you know, we're not. Nobody's exclusive. Nobody's gonna get a contract. It's just you have to get a permit." Yeah, and that was like we're dead in the water because we wanted exclusive with the university. They were gonna get a portion of our profits, and we would kind of tailor the platform to their liking. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the value prop. Yeah, and then Lexington said permits. You know, UK is gonna follow what we do, and we're issuing permits. So even those spin bikes aren't exclusive. 
No, anybody can come in. Yeah, they just have a permit. They did like they did an exclusive like year long test. Oh, okay, yeah. But the problem was is uh, they were really unhappy with Spin. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Spin was like they didn't give them any you know analytics. They didn't give them yeah any insights, and so they said, "Screw it, we're not doing that again." I didn't realize that we had right, uh, so we were dead in the water. In fact, we said by February one, if we don't get the contract, we're gonna stop. You know, try, stop trying because it's just it's exploding so fast that it was yeah. like week by week new developments were happening. Didn't happen, um, and I took a job at Simmons. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. a couple things before we jump into that. Um, so one, we had had Scott, who was the chief innovation officer at the state yeah, yeah. and he was one of our first big guests on the podcast yeah um and he was among other initiatives he was kind of leading up the, the spin life initiative mm-hmm. uh and we were actually talking about that i think that was right like a couple months after the test started okay um and i didn't realize like it was purely a test and they weren't signing like a long-term agreement i didn't yeah. i didn't know the specifics of the deal but as a at the time, as a citizen of Lexington, like those were amazing. But now I'm here in Chicago. In some parts of the city, we have the the scooters. They didn't want to do scooters. I I look at Cincinnati. they're not in Chicago. Are they? They're the scooters are in parts. It's like time to be started. We could do a, <laughs> we could do a whole episode on this. It's only in like the west side of the city, yeah. and they can only go so far. And they'll literally like they're they're gated. They'll literally like slow down if you go right. outside the, the gate and then they'll just stop. And it'll just, it'll yeah, it's actually. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll be everywhere. But in other cities, they are everywhere. And you just see this revolution in transportation, which I'm sure you guys were looking towards when you were doing this. That was kind of the way we wanted to ride. Yeah. And, and literally, I, the you way know, you I'm, I'm to 22 ride. years old and yeah. uh, maybe 23 at the time. And I'm in New York City pitching a venture capitalist for. To give you, you know, to sign a contract yeah. that says, if I get this contract, you're going to give me a million and a half dollars. And and you couldn't get this contract. He said, get the contract. We'll go from there. You know, he was like, I love, I love what you're having. You know, yeah. I love what you got. Let's get the contract and go from there. Mm-hmm. We just didn't get the contract. And uh, that kind of launched me into the startup space. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a tech, space. you know, I'm not a programmer. Um, basically, what I love to do is develop brands mm-hmm. and you know create things yeah. i was created to create i think that's on my resume <laughs> please never send that resume out if it's, like, <laughs> it's too late to create um so yeah you were working on that for a while we had talked about that in a couple mm-hmm. different spots including vegas which yeah are you going uh, back to ces this year We'll see. I don't know. It's no. yeah. We'll see. We're going. We'll see. We're going. Hope to yeah. see. You I'll, well, it's, it's Vegas. So I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be there at some point. <laughs> it's Vegas. I'll be there. Um, but so you're working on that with a couple other fraternity brothers. Yeah, right? yeah. So there was three of us total, mm-hmm. um, and man, we wanted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those where it's like it's could be so instantaneously huge. Yeah, that it's could change you know you could probably separate your life in before and after that moment and that was i don't know realizing that kind of divide launched me into oh my goodness okay it didn't work out but let's chase that excitement let's chase that yeah that edge that that wave that we were looking there and um and i think Senex right now has a product i mean it's now tailored towards startups too but a yeah. product that honestly could create a wave i mean the barriers for entry for any industry are crashing down at, a, at 
insane rates. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at incumbents getting disrupted every day. Seriously. I mean, disruption is getting to be just a household word because yeah. it's a cliche. It's, I just it's made a joke about it. Because like, it's happening yeah. so much. And I mean, basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to take one of the last barriers mm-hmm. and rip it down. And yeah. I think we've su- succeeded so far. Um, so let's let's jump into that then. Talk a little bit about what Cinex itself is as a company and a little bit of that background and then jump into the new product. So we do market research. Okay. And that's such a huge term that a lot of people are like, great, cool, exactly. and turn around. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you have a better word, anybody, that <laughs> send me an email, joe.tankio <laughs> um, at cinexglobal.com. But um, we do market research so we can do sales projections. We can analyze market share, we can do any of the any of the types of data. You know, you're sitting there, whether you're in sales or marketing or product development, you're wishing you had. You can give me a call and I'm sure we can get it for you. Yeah. It's kind of that and and typically we've been selling projects, everybody in market research, if you want a project, it's you know, I'd say the average is probably in the forties, forty thousand dollars plus. Yeah. We've taken it and knocked it down to two thousand dollars, twenty four ninety five, and that allows startups to enter the space and get the knowledge, the market research, the data mm-hmm. that we're given the Tempur-Pedic to gel into GE, and it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. So the the product is called Tip, bringing it down to that price. And would you? Is it market research as a product? Is that a good way to say it? I'm trying to find that as a, you know, yeah. SaaS play The Uber of market Yeah, <laughs> and I hate those because you can yeah, now yeah. be like, okay, is it Uber, Airbnb, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for any industry? Yeah. No, this is something so new that it I don't even know what to call it. And okay. I try to brag as I'm a brand guy, but I don't, we can't figure out how to talk about it quite yet because it's just so monumentally new. It's what type of product is it where you can, Go on, answer five questions about your business, and then get all the data you need. I don't know. The report, you know, is it report as a product, market research as a product? It might be that, research as a product. I think that's probably where we're headed. When I think about it and when I was preparing for this, that's Mm -hmm. what I was thinking of it as. So explain to me kind of the, the legacy process of market research. And I'm, I'm a big, you know, I'm GE or I'm PNC or something. And I want to do market research. Explain to me that process. And now explain to me if I'm Joe Schmo's startup that wants to, to hire Tip. Or okay, wants to so, use Tip. What's the difference? Well, what's the difference is <laughs> pretty vast. So a lot of times okay. GE, um, you know, guys like that will issue a bid to yeah. say, hey, we need this research done. Mm-hmm. It'll be a half a million dollar project, whatever yeah. it is. We need this research done. Send it to a couple of research firms. Bid on it. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's yeah. not a, I'm not... You know, exaggerating, it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Um, yeah. And so what they'll do is they'll say, okay, what, which product are we developing? Which market do we want to enter? You know, what additional sales metric do we need? Mm-hmm. And they'll issue basically an RFP. Yeah. That's sometimes, like I said, a half a million dollars. So that's kind of how they go about it. They know what they're doing. They know what they need. Yeah. It's just, we're looking for a supplier. How long does that process take? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't give me stuff. We could have a whole episode about the sales process of B2B, but yeah. um, RFP will go out. I mean, a lot of times too is what they'll just kind of issue, they'll send you one where it's like, hey, can we do this? Yeah. That takes two to three weeks to kind of hone what they want. 
sometimes four or five weeks. And then you scope it, send them a proposal, two to three weeks. They approve it or they go to get approval. It's eight or nine weeks usually is kind of like that that whole sales process before even the research yeah. of the, the project really starts. Yeah. And then it's six to eight weeks. So it's yeah. such an enormous waste of time. I mean, I, I think the B2B sales cadence is one of the most aggravating thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It's something I'm sure a lot of your listeners, you have thought about too. Yeah. Um, but it's such a long and arduous process that we said, okay, the reason you're spending half a million dollars is because you just took four months to initiate a project. Mm-hmm. What if you took five minutes and you got the project, you know, in the two o'clock today, it's initiated by three o'clock. And you've got your results by Friday. Yeah. How much money can we save? Turned out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Turned out a lot. And we said, okay, you wanted it to be six months. It's a six month long cadence. You spent a half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. What's the product you want? What's the report you want to get? Yeah. It's going to be hundreds of pages is what you want. Because you want to turn around and say, I spent a half a million dollars. Here's the encyclopedia of data. Yeah. Uh, look at these spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> and so we said, you don't need 90% of that. You did yeah. it because you want to justify the so that's kind of the genesis of TIP, and that opened up, basically just opened up the market to just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's, you know, just sophomore in college engineering a product or, you know, a girl in her garage trying to tinker with, you know, a smartphone product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so somebody like that now can say, I have no idea, I'm in love with this product I created, yeah. or I have a great idea for a product. I've got this concept in my head. I need to go get funding or I need to know whether I want to put ten, twenty thousand dollars into taking it to market. Is it gonna sell? I mean that's anybody's biggest fear is and Am I doing this for nothing? I'm or am I gonna be the only one dancing on yeah, yeah. Um and so we said, okay, this opens it up to everybody mm-hmm. for twenty four ninety five, you can get the same market research, the same data market intel that Tempurpedic and GE get. And you're going to know whether your product's going to sell, what it's going to do, and you're going to get pretty much, I mean, you'll be able to calculate how much you're going to make in the first three months. So that's kind of, we're hoping that opens up a lot more than it has, obviously, we just launched. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is we take a look at these big manufacturers, and they're so slow. Mm-hmm. They move, you know, they think in years. Yeah. You know, when people like you, like anybody in the tech scene or in the startup scene is thinking, Week by week, the market's changing. So we want to open this up to people who can disrupt. Yeah. You know, really quickly create something, take it to market, and make a huge change. Because mm-hmm. that's where the real innovation is coming from. It really is. You, yeah. go, to, you go to CES. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you go to the Samsung booth, is there anything monumental? Yeah. I got some cool TVs. Yeah. <laughs> they got, and they've got a TV the size, they have the wall this year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So it's, you know, 25 feet long, and it's like, okay. Yeah. What does that do? Yeah. You but know? then you walk across the, the floor and there's the a guy robots. on a drone. Yeah, the robotics, the AI. And it's yeah, like, these yeah. are the guys tinkering in their garage who are going to make this one giant leap. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have $100,000 to do market yeah, research. For sure. So if I'm a startup and I say, okay, I want to use this. Yeah. What do I do? And what's my timeline? Five days. Five days. Yeah. Okay. If you said, if you called me and you said, hey, I need it in three, you can probably do it. But yeah. it's five days. You're going to get some people it's asking you to do it in three <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I mean, what I mean by that is it's a very simple process. Yeah. 
um, five days from if you said if you know the switch in your brain said I'm gonna purchase mm-hmm. five days from that that moment you get covered for it. That's amazing. And so it takes so about ten minutes to do. You go online, you go online, go online. You walk through our process, and you walk through. It's a simple. I think it's like nine questions. Mm-hmm. Ask you about your product distribution. You know who you're targeting, mm-hmm. pricing. Just a couple different just standard questions. What's the product? Where are you going with it? What are you doing with it? And how much are you charge? Yeah. Submit. In five days. Five days. Yeah. So you're going to get, yeah. Yeah. So we were, you just pointed to this. We were just looking at a report before we started recording for, I believe I can say this, right? For, yeah. For yeah. Truman's, who was yeah. a previous guest yeah. on Middle Tech. Uh, we were looking through a couple different marketing strategies um, and an A or B strategy and which one would be more effective for sales for their business. And one, I got to say, you did the graphic design. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah, yeah. Looks great. Um, Thank you. But to like the, to see that data and like I was, when we were going through it, I was putting myself in, in John's shoes mm-hmm. and Alex's mm-hmm. shoes. And I was like, okay, if I just, Good. if I, if I left big ass fans and I'm here now, like, okay, I'm working on this fucking cleaning concentrate. Like, yeah. I, was this a good move? What? Yeah. Yeah. And then I see that That's and I see happen. those, I see those numbers that were in there and I see the projections and I see the, the positive, um, you know, the positive results, which I'm sure you have ones that are negative results, but that's a reflection on the product, not on, on you. Um, but if I'm here and I spent whatever they spent on that and then saw that back, that and the difference in how I would feel about what I was working on from Monday when I submitted to Friday when I got this report, I mean, it's night and day. And I, I can't imagine how, one, obviously how that changes the projection of the company if they're choosing A or B. But two, how that changes the motivation and the energy and the drive of the founders yeah. to go after it. That's what I'd love to do. I mean, yeah. imagine this. You create a product in your garage or you're yeah. tinkering with a product for months. You've got an idea for a startup. Mm-hmm. And then the team that projects sales for you know some of the world's biggest corporations comes to you and says, you're going to make $50,000 in the first week. Does that motivate you? You know, is that a little bit of motivation? So that's what we want to do for people is say, like, don't stop. Go, go for it. Yeah. The chances of anybody being able to catch you, if it's significantly innovative enough, mm. nobody's going to be able to catch you for a long time. These guys move very slowly. Yeah. And that's why we kind of want to open it up, too, is because it's so much fun yeah. to go to somebody who's working on something who's got an idea in their brain, got a concept they've been playing with and, you know, been drinking, mm-hmm. you know, a bottle of bourbon in their apartment yeah. <laughs> and been toying with this idea. It's so much fun to go to them and say, you've got a once in a lifetime opportunity there. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. And to know that you're making a material impact on how they move forward. 100%. Yeah. And so, um, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a ton of fun. To do. Yeah. So not to compare, you know, this podcast with the, the deep market research that you do, but part of the reason we're doing the main reason we're doing this is to to prop up the the tech and the entrepreneurship and the innovation ecosystem in Kentucky and in the Midwest. Um, and we, I think we've done that, and mm-hmm. I think every week we're doing that more and more. But we're we're just talking to people, you know, that it's we're talking about it and we're encouraging people through our words, through other people's experiences, through the stories. Um, to if. If we could provide this data, you know, this hard data, we'd be able to do what we've done in a, in a year and a half in that one week, two weeks, you know, however many 
you know, people it takes you, yep. how many clients it takes you. And I can't imagine that that concentrated boost of energy you're providing to the ecosystem is just astounding. Absolutely. And I mean, I, we hadn't even talked about this, but yeah. if you're listening to this and you want to call me after this because you've got an idea you want to test, mm-hmm. I'll do 50% off. I'm not even kidding. If you really? listen to this podcast, you mention this podcast, we'll do 50% off. Because I think this is a market that just needs a little push. Yeah. It's one of those things where, I mean, how many people in the world have had a business idea yeah. or had a product they want to take to market? Yeah. You know, or had some concept they were trying to and ultimately abandoned it. Ultimately abandoned it. Sorry. Because I don't want to, you know, I don't have $10,000 to put into it. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to sell. I got what cold feet. And mm-hmm. so if we can turn 10 of those people around and say, no, you've got a great chance. I think for our business, it'll just be great to watch and it'll be just a fundamental, you know, um, aspect of what we're trying to do that that would mean just a lot to us. And that'd be a lot more than the margin we're trying to hit or the yeah, number yeah, we're trying yeah. to hit. So yeah. In the uh, end, yeah. one thing we say on this a lot is a rising tide lifts all boats. Absolutely. Like, yeah. If you're part of that, that yeah. circles back to you, circles back to the whole ecosystem. And this is a great tip is such a great market research tool because it will tell you what it will sell. But if you want to go get funding, mm-hmm. I've shown people, you know, if you show somebody, the team at, you know, Sanex has told me, these are my sales projections. This is, you know, what we can expect to sell. Or, excuse me. This is the number of people who are interested in this product. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you have an authoritative source showing the ROI on your idea. I mean, it's just, that's what you need for fundraising. If you're just going to go ask your, your parents, your family, your friends mm-hmm. for $20,000, this is kind of what you need. Yeah. Just to be able to say, this is what we're going to sell. Yeah. Without you kind of digging through the data and saying, all right, yeah, I think yeah, I'm going to yeah. sell 500 <laughs> minutes in the first, you know. Yeah. So. For sure. So you just gave that offer. How can people contact you to take advantage of it? Um, my name is Joe Tankulet, spelled J-O-E, obviously, dot Tankulet, T-A-N-C-U-L-A, at Senex, S-E-N-E-X, global.com. You just shoot me an email. Um, we'll have that. Go to the website, yeah. and it's got a contact, too. Otherwise, what you can do, just go on the website, get it started. Yeah. If you just get the query, you know, just start going through the tip process, mm-hmm. we get kind of a ping and there's a little chat bubble if you need help, if you're like, hey, I don't have a product concept board made, yeah. what can I do here? Yeah. I'm the one on the chat bubble. Just say, <laughs> hey, Joe, what's up? <laughs> help me get through this I'll part. start annoying you that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, just get started. Shoot me an email. I'm happy to help out as much as we can, as yeah. much as we can. Uh, the startup space is a new one for us. Mm-hmm. We're exclusive with, you know, multi-billion-dollar manufacturers, and yeah. it's a cool market. It's a, obviously a lot more profitable and you know a lot more serious, maybe. Yeah. Um, but the purpose of Tip is to open it up. So that's awesome. We'll have your email and the website in the description of the episode. So if you're listening now, you can just click that right there. Yeah, just mention it a second. Yeah, I'd be happy yeah. to. We can so we get it down to I guess it'd be like twelve fifty. That's amazing. Yeah, that that's absolutely insane. Um, so I got a couple tough questions, okay. and then we'll get into kind of a, a broader discussion oh, about the ecosystem. Is anybody else doing this? No, that's I, the easy answer. Found, that's the easy answer. So I found okay. we've. I was doing so much competitive. We you know we're doing market research on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something else we do we. 
we do our best. We don't really, including the report, but we kind of do give you a competitive landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of competitive intelligence. And as I was looking for our own, there was one company doing something like this. Okay. It was $10,000, started $5,000. If you wanted something like TIP, you couldn't get anything like TIP. Okay. But it was just a survey. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, you want to do a product development, upload your products, and then upload your questions that you want to ask consumers. Yeah. So you've got to do all the manual work. And the question we asked them when we were trying to test how well scooters would do at UK is, what questions do you ask? Yeah. Do, you, you don't know. As yeah. And let alone, okay, I'm going to get 100 people. Mm-hmm. Is that statistically significant? Is that enough for me to go get a million dollars, $20,000? What, what do I do with that data? Is the ultimate question every single person in the world has. Great, thanks for the data. What do I do with it? Nobody does anything like that. And so that's why, that's what we designed TIP for was it's not just a survey. It's not, it's nothing like that. It's basically a jetpack. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's kind of like a jetpack is what we want to give you. The market research jetpack. That's yeah. the tagline yeah. right there. Um, if this were an app on the app store, that would be like the sub description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to make this an app. That'd be yeah. awesome. I'm sure we could get there. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's basically a jetpack. There's nobody else doing anything like this. Mm. I actually was trying to do, we were trying to do this specifically for scooters. Yeah. And 1500 bucks to do a survey monkey. Get 300, if you're guaranteed, sorry, 500 respondents about mm-hmm. that's about statistically significant. For 500 respondents, you know, census rep, 1500 bucks. Yeah. I was like, how is that helpful? I don't know what to ask. Yeah. I'm paying $1,500 for, I don't know what. <laughs> I yeah. just don't know what it's going to do. So, yeah. no, <laughs> I haven't, if, if anybody's heard of anybody doing anything like this, Give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> now. You got a discussion <laughs> in Immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that'd be great to find out if somebody else was doing this. But right now, no, we've not seen anybody. We've been in this field for a long time. So, so, so another tough question. I'm kind of setting you up for a certain answer here. Okay. Um, well. <laughs> the You guys are based in Louisville. Um, Synex has been a company since 2015, 16? 16. 16, 16, 16. December 16. Yeah. December 16. Almost 2017. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, why you versus these these big market research companies that are in you know LA, New York, San Fran, or with all the startups, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know why can't tomorrow, next week, they have a you know twenty five hundred dollar product? Why should someone trust you guys? I guess one thing is you're going to pay fifty times the amount. Yeah. It's just. You know, if you're trying to scope it out, it's going to be fifty thousand up. Seriously, and that's—I'm not just saying it. It really is in the forties, fifties. Yeah, it's just so much money to do what we're trying to do. Um, so that's one. Two. Our background. Okay. GE Tempur-Pedic. We launched the cloud mattress, which took Tempur-Pedic from nine dollars a share to ninety-one dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people we partner with, Truman's, all the way we are exclusive with Jellybean. Um, so just kind of our our portfolio from mm-hmm. the products we've helped launch, the companies we've helped. Um, you know, we were exclusive with GE while they were the you know, world's largest company. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty much our portfolio, and then price is a tenth of what other people are charging. Yeah, can't beat that. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 think <laughs> so. But yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll let the market decide. Yeah, but yeah, it's very exciting. So when did you guys launch it? 
Um, officially a month ago. A month ago. Yeah, a little, little under a month. How's it been so far? So far, it's it's good. It's um, it's one of those things where B two B has it's kind of twofold because it's like one, a business is much easier to get a decision from because it's not their money. Yeah. So it's tougher to separate a consumer from their cash than a business. Mm-hmm. But the other side is like we've been talking about, you know, the B2B sales cycle is difficult. Yeah. So um, one thing, you know, you know, you've got the product, you know, there's a market for it. And so that's very simple and straightforward. Getting it in front of people and um, marketing, just marketing is mm-hmm. difficult. It's definitely a lesson we're learning right now yeah. um, with the digital space, you know, cost of ads and brand marketing is is costly. So it's definitely a first because consultancy based is always just kind of word of mouth and yeah. phone call sales. Yeah. With a $2,500 product, you can't have a dedicated sales team no. really. That's, it's still pretty cheap, but you're not it's marketing too much it. for digital marketing. So yeah, it's like you're not marketing an agency, you're marketing a product. There's it's a reason products. SaaS products are always $29 a month. You just put pull your credit card, pull your credit card out, try it real quick. If you don't like it, it was you know the cost of two lunches or something. Yeah. So that's kind of that's the balance we're trying to strike. Um, it's been good so far. It's definitely, definitely when you have something new like this, it takes a little time to kind of hone. Yeah. I don't know the sales and the marketing process. For so sure. it's been exciting, and I mean that's my job. So I'm gonna be yeah. the one sitting here saying it's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure, sure our research uh, director would say it's been super easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough, but it's been fun. Yeah. And we get to talk to people like you, like Truman's. Mm-hmm. So it, when it opens up a whole new market like that, it's just exciting. Um, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It's very exciting. So you're based in Louisville. Mm-hmm. You're from Louisville. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Remember that. Um, what? Pledge meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't we have a test about that at some point? I think we did. I forgot all of it. Honestly. Hopefully we I don't get Theta Chi in trouble with admitting that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you can do that. Okay. They, they never made us drink or anything. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, half the Pledge Brothers, we don't even talk to them. So, you know, um, anyway, so you're in Louisville. Your company's in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um. You've been to many other markets. I mean, you're a well-traveled guy. Yeah. You've you've talked to other businesses in other markets. What is your impression of the Louisville innovation startup entrepreneurship space compared to other markets? What do you like about it? What do you not like? And then we'll go from there. Of all the people I've pitched, mm-hmm. of all the conversations I've had from every startup, from every company I've been with, a single meeting has been in Louisville. Okay. A single, there's one time where I was in Louisville and I pitched in another company in Louisville. In Louisville. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why is that? And it wasn't even Louisville. It was, I mean, Shepherdsville. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was not even, I mean, outside of Louisville. Yeah. Um, man, what a good question. <laughs> you know, I we always, everybody wants Louisville to become, you know, this hub or Lexington to become this kind of tech hub. Um, or startup hub or business hub and, and bring in this kind of new influx of young professionals and innovation. Yeah. Um, but it's just not happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, 
We're just, I'm not seeing it. Uh, okay. And we hope, you know, maybe we're not getting in front of the right people. Maybe that's our fault. Absolutely. We're catering to startups. And if I can't get, if I'm not pitching to people in the movement, maybe that is on me. But you also start to kind of just get a sense of where people are going, where, you know, people, where headquarters are moving. I think Austin's really, really, I mean, Austin's taking off. Yeah. Um, it already has, but yeah. um, Seattle. Apple's about to be there. Really? Yeah. Really? They I just mean, announced it'll be their second biggest campus. Seriously? Austin, opening in like two years. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, you know, we were just doing housing studies in Austin, and it was like, oh my goodness, this could be the next San Francisco in terms of housing. Um, yeah. So, man, what a tough question. It's just, it's just not happening. Okay. You know, we just don't see it. So, we've had a couple... Um, negative views on this podcast yeah quite honestly they've been, For a couple of them. <laughs> they've, been, they've been mostly positive mm-hmm. um so you're definitely in the minority there okay. so i want to dig in on that a little deeper um i've said this before on this podcast there's a reason i'm not living in lexington there's a reason i'm not in kentucky mm-hmm. and we once again we could do a whole another episode about that and we have to some extent um so i i understand where you're coming from I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to say that there are, you know, I'm Joe Schmo that lives in Louisville, lives in Lexington. Um, you know, I am involved in the, the innovation scene, whether it's my own startup or another company in some way. And I'm saying, well, look, I, if I want to go to an event, I can meet all of the difference makers in the area. If you don't think it's there, you haven't been to that event. I want to... Uh, you know, I want to make a difference and, and meet with the mayor, meet with people who can give me grants and give me money. And I have that accessibility to do it. And at the same time, while I still have that accessibility, there's 10 other people doing the same thing. So in five years, it's going to be 10 times bigger. What do you have to say to that? <laughs> and I'm being tougher on you than I am on most guests. I'll be honest with that. Just cause so is the, question, is the question, the, what exactly are you doing to facilitate more? The, the question is, in the future, do you have a positive outlook for the direction it's going, even gotcha. if it's not there now? Or do you think it's it's overblown for the people who are usually on this podcast? Man, tough questions. Um, no, yeah. I think I think it's a pretty simple answer. It's like, you know, it is what you make it. So if, okay. if I stick with Cenex and, you know, we try to power through and, you know, create something you know, 10x what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Louisville's not an innovation hub for, because the guys who are trying to help innovators are, are there, you know, helping and, and staying in Louisville. Yeah. So absolutely could be. It's just what you make it. I think there's also an opportunity where you get to some revenue number or mm-hmm. some amount of employees and you're looking for talent. Yeah. You know, I need That's a program. A you know, I need yeah. somebody who need, knows machine learning. We need somebody who knows automation. Yeah. AI. Yeah. Where am I going to find that? I can say from experience in Kentucky, that is very tough. And I, and I mean, I'm not saying they're not there. There, there are plenty of brilliant programmers there. Mm-hmm. But they're getting, you know, they're at UPS or they're at, you know, um, I say UPS because Stephen Badano. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sent him a job, actually, a job offer. Not an offer, but an application the yeah. other day. Um, or an invite to an application. But, uh, yeah, I think... You get to a point where you're looking for talent. Yep. And I think that'll be probably one of the bigger obstacles as you grow. 
Um, look at how Toro hitting four, you know, I don't know what they're doing, yeah. 400 new employees. It's like, you know, we were asking this the other day. Where are you going to get the employees? Especially, you're they're doing IP them? targeting. You're talking to them about No, no, sorry, not about oh. them. When they announced that we're yeah, targeting yeah, yeah, internally, yeah. I was like, you know, what? Where, where are you going to get 400 employees? That's going to yeah. be a tough, that's where you, you're, you're recruiting to even as a project of a lifetime if, if you're looking for Kentucky born bread. So I think that's probably going to be one of the biggest obstacles. But what's really cool and what I kind of have an issue, not an issue with, but one of the things I kind of am very passionate about is SaaS isn't always the startup. You know, you don't yeah. have to go into SaaS to build a startup. You can go into e-commerce. Yeah. There's a million different yep. industries you can disrupt without creating software. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say software's not good. It's just... There's a ton of opportunity out there. I think people get a little pigeonholed um, with software and startups being, you know, yeah. uh, joined. But uh, so I think that's going to be the biggest bottleneck is is talent. But when people start to realize that innovation isn't specifically software as a service, yeah. I think Kentucky could definitely stand a very good chance of, especially with Kentucky and U of L with engineering at U of L, definitely could become a new hub. I mean, yeah. I think I'd heard of you guys had mentioned it. Lexington and Austin, Texas in 1991 were about the same size. Yeah. Isn't that insane? It's insane. It's like, yeah. of course it, yeah. and it Lexington can happen. Had, Lexington had the bigger university. And I hope nobody <laughs> listens to this. Yeah, I hope nobody <laughs> listens to this as like a huge UT fan, but let's face it, is UT Austin really like yeah, yeah. a Stanford or Austin? No, yeah. it's just they facilitated it at the right time. Yeah. They brought in a top golf or something, which is what Louisville can't seem to do. Um, <laughs> the lights would be too bright though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But it's like you have, everything's there for you to yeah. do it. Um, a lot of people who come into Kentucky and, and Tennessee too. Um, I say that because I've got family in Tennessee, but mm-hmm. people love, love Kentucky and Tennessee. It's a beautiful area. It is. It really it's, is. It's not tough to get people to move there. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, what's there right now yeah i think that's a really good answer i think I mean, we've mentioned it a lot on this podcast i think in the near future at least the the opportunity to grow in lexington specifically is um in ag tech in medical tech um, that's what you see in, in med tech yeah yeah med tech's huge in Louisville, and there's so much what's well, the biggest employer in, uh, not the biggest employer but the highest average salary in Louisville right now university of is humana or humana Humane. yeah yeah it's in your medical yeah um, but, and then engineering as well, like you mentioned, I mean, and we're about to have, when we're recording this next week, this episode's coming out, it came out a few weeks ago, if you're listening to this now, but we're doing an episode that's a narrative, um, dive into the tech space in Lexington. And one thing that I've mentioned on there is that, um, you know, while we cannot compete with San Francisco, obviously with, you know, even LA or New York, um, and into degree to Chicago or right here, um, what the the Midwest has, and specifically Lexington, is that community rallying around what is already there, and what is clearly already there is agriculture and medicine. Absolutely. And you have you have talent that's there supporting what's doing now, and you have people that want to get involved in that. And if they if they take what they're already starting and bring it to the next level, it's it's going to be unbeatable. Absolutely. No, that's perfect. I mean, you know, it's like if you were a SaaS startup or you're a software startup and you say, yeah. I want to be the next Facebook, you're going to fail already yes. because you're trying to be somebody else. Yeah. If you're sitting in Lexington, you want to be the next Austin, you're already set up to fail. Mm-hmm. You want to be the first Lexington. Yes. 
Yeah. And so I think that's kind of where people get caught up because it's like, ooh, what is Austin doing? What is San Fran doing? It's like, worry about ourselves. Let's just try to be a hub for innovation and try to facilitate more entrepreneurs, more businesses getting started mm-hmm. up, you know, more incentives to innovate. We're going to use that as a social clip for sure. Cool. That's, that's a good quote. <laughs> um, cool. So we, I mean, we kind of jumped into the the final question that we usually like to have, which is a forward-looking statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you have anything else to add to that? Like, do you think you're going to be mobile for the long term? Do you think the space is on the up and up? How do you feel? Man, I would love to. I mean, I, there is 19-year-old you know, you think back to your 19-year-old self and it's like, I want to get out of where I grew up. Yeah. And that's perfectly just. Spent, you know, I whatever. Yeah. And you want to go, you know, you want to get out. Um, mm-hmm. And then you spend time in, you know, New York City and Chicago and even LA and you're just like, I think I'd be okay if I bought a house in Louisville. You know, I, yeah. I would love to work in Louisville. I, I mean, Louisville's beautiful. It's just a perfect... I, I, I love Louisville, I love Kentucky, but um, one thing I think Louisville and Lexington will have to change is to reel back on being in town USA. If you drive through half of Louisville and then you drove through any other city in the US, you wouldn't know. You know, there's so much of Louisville and Lexington where you're like, if I stood on the street corner, looked all around me, walked for three blocks, I would still have no idea where I'm at in the entire country. Yeah. So I think we need to cultivate a little bit more character. I think we Kentucky gets bogged down a lot with uh, just strip malls and expansion and yeah. you know that kind of thing. I think we need a little bit more character, a little bit more artistry, and 